Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. First off, we hope everybody is safe considering the weather we're having across the country. Point number two, today, Random Act of Kindness Day. And third, spring training officially opens today. So those are some things to know about today, Wednesday, February 17th. This is your morning buzzcast. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Let's get right to the news. A busy morning. First off, Golf.com's Alan Shipnuck reporting overnight that former LPGA Commissioner Mike Wan will be named the new executive director of the U.S. Golf Association, the USGA, as early as today. Now, the USGA has been without a top executive since Mike Davis left as CEO in September. Remember, Mike Wan, very well regarded as leader of the LPGA. In January, when he announced his plans to leave the LPGA, he said he did not have another job lined up, but many people speculated he would be a perfect fit for the USGA. It looks like that announcement could be made as early as today. Let's move over to the NHL because a story that will sure to be the talk of the NHL world today is the Athletics look at the management of the Arizona Coyotes. It is a deep report, but the team responded last night saying that it is exploring legal action against the news outlet after a very, very extensive report that criticized the Coyotes' workplace environment and financial dealings. Again, it was a very extensive report. I read it this morning, very detailed about the team's financial dealings and the workplace culture. The Athletics said it contained interviews with more than 50 current and former Coyotes employees, including people with business ties to the team. And it really voiced concern over majority owner Alex Morello and his management style. Again, the Coyotes said they will be exploring legal options in response to the Athletics report. Let's shift to the Australian Open because we talked about this on the Buzzcast yesterday. Fans now will be able to return to watch the weekend action at the Australian Open starting Thursday after the Victorian government announced the easing of its recently implemented COVID restrictions. Now, with discussions with Tennis Australia and the state government, it was agreed that roughly 7,500 fans, or approximately 50% of the capacity at the major arena, Rod Laver Arena, will be able to attend each session beginning on Thursday. Now, it's unclear if that crowd size will be able to increase ahead of the weekend semifinals and finals. They're in the quarterfinal rounds now. So again, they'll allow 7,500 fans at Rod Laver Arena at the Australian Open starting on Thursday. Let's shift to women's soccer because on the Buzzcast, we've talked time and again about the energy and the excitement around the National Women's Soccer League. Well, more positive news around that league. The Washington Post was first to report that the Washington Spirit will bring on a number of very high-profile investors, including Chelsea Clinton and Jenna Bush Hager. Now, team owner Steve Baldwin of the Washington Spirit has been looking for additional investors and was hoping to follow some of the trends he's seen 
team in the league. Remember, Angel City FC, they have a star-studded roster of investors. Last month, the North Carolina Courage added Naomi Osaka to their ownership group. Now the Washington Spear are bringing on a number of of investors, high-profile ones. In addition to Jenna Bush Hager and Chelsea Clinton, they're looking at potentially Brianna Scurry, of course, the former goalkeeper for the U.S. Women's National Team, and Olympic gold medalist Dominique Dawes. So they, too, could join Bush and Clinton as investors in the Washington spirit. All of this is great PR and publicity for the league, specifically for that team. So again, more energy, more excitement, more investors in the National Women's Soccer League. Let's shift to the NBA All-Star Game. Still no formal announcement of the game, which is scheduled for Saturday, March 7th. Yesterday, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms asked fans not to travel to the city for the All-Star Game. Bottoms says she had raised concerns about the public health and safety of having the event with both the NBA and the Atlanta Hawks. She asked people not to travel to Atlanta to party. She said there'd be no NBA-sanctioned events open to the public. And she asked clubs, bars, restaurants, and even promoters not to host events in the city related to the game. So again, we're still waiting for more details on potentially the All-Star Game on Saturday, March 7th, but Atlanta Mayor Bottoms specifically asking people not to come to the city. Here's some news that won't surprise listeners to the Buzzcast because we've talked about it, but Adidas formally announced yesterday it will sell Reebok as part of an overhaul and it has begun a formal process to divest Reebok. The decision to sell Reebok was made as part of a new five-year strategy that Adidas will unveil in early March on March 10th. Now, remember, it bought Reebok 15 years ago, but of course, Reebok has been underperforming and it's just changed its strategy. So no potential buyers listed, but Adidas now actively looking to sell Reebok. Let's shift the buzzcast today for a little bit of trends on ticket sales because we have a number of stories that indicate a couple of areas of people returning two events. First, tickets for the four rounds of the Players' Championship, which is March 11th through 14th, so just about three weeks away. They sold out in less than an hour yesterday. Capacity at TPC Sawgrass will be limited to 20%. So I would say roughly about 5,000 fans on the grounds per day. But those tickets sold out in about 45 minutes for Thursday to Sunday for the four rounds of the Players' Championship. So the PGA Tour has to be happy about that. At the University of Miami, the Miami Herald reported that between 85 to 90% of last season's season ticket holders for the Miami football program have renewed their tickets, and that shows that a majority of the Hurricanes fans want to return to Hard Rock Stadium in the fall. The school expects to have between 30 to 30 32,000 season ticket holders for the upcoming season. Last night, the Milwaukee Bucks played the Toronto Raptors in front of an audience of about 250 friends and family only, but it was the first time in nearly a year the team had fans in their venue. And finally, let's touch on the Miami Open, the Miami Open, a combined WTA ATP event, one of the best tennis events on the calendar. It will take place March 22nd through April 4th at Hard Rock Stadium. They will allow only 15% of fans 
on the grounds. Now that would be roughly about 750 people able to attend the grandstand courts. That is because they will not have the marquee center court inside Hard Rock Stadium as it did two years ago, not last year, but two years ago. So remember, they had this cool tennis court in the middle of Hard Rock Stadium, and that drew a larger capacity. This year's Miami Open will be limited to outside Hard Rock Stadium. The main court will be a grandstand court where they'll have roughly 750 seats per session sold to fans. So again, we're seeing more and more events opening up their doors for limited capacity, but these are baby steps and it's good to see. I have a couple of internal announcements today to end the Buzzcast to share with you. First, the second episode of our SBJ Spotlight drops today. Please watch it. Give us your feedback on what you think. Also, on Monday, if you're a subscriber to Sports Business Journal or any of our content, you should know that we are relaunching our website, this Monday, February 22nd, it's modern, it's sleek, it's very mobile friendly. I can't wait for you to see it. But before we launch, we do need you to be aware of a couple things and we need you to do something. When the new site launches, you will be logged out of your account. So for a seamless transition to the new site, please verify your login details by visiting the login settings in your account profile. You can do that starting today. Make sure you know your username, and all your user information, so you will have that when we go to our new site starting on Monday. And I'm anxious to have you experience the new site, love to have your feedback, and you will see that new site starting on Monday. So that is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, February 17th. Remember, Random Act of Kindness Day. I'm Abe Madcore. Stay healthy, stay safe, be good to each other, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.